Hey, this is Taylor. This is Jake. And this is Dan. And this is Unicorn Finders, where we are on the search to eliminate the elusive unicorn factor in everyday people, businesses, and relationships. Hope you enjoy. All righty. Happy Thursday after the most impressive uh, countdown music there ever is. Uh, <laughs> I, I think some college football teams need to run out to that. I think the Florida Gators, Dan, need to run out to that countdown. I don't music. think so. <laughs> Sounds like more uh, South Carolina type of song. Yeah, shut up. Uh, all right. Well, it's uh, it's great to see you all this morning. Um, very stoked to have another guest on the show, um, Kent Dodds of Remix. Um, but uh, before we dive in today, I want to give a quick background about this show in case if you're scrolling through it, you're like, what is the Unicorn Finders? Don't Google the Unicorn Hunters. That is a different genre in and of itself. The Unicorn Finders, what we do is we are on the search for, for companies, products who are doing different things. Um, Dan, Jake, and I uh, are best friends outside of work, believe it or not. Um, and when COVID hit, uh, we started talking about having a podcast together just, just as an excuse because I think as individuals, especially guys, we need an excuse to hang out together because sometimes if we don't have an excuse, we never hang out with each other and we just die. So this, this, so this podcast basically is a way for us to hang out. And uh, we also want to leverage our networks. Dan, Jake, and I have been in the industry for over 30 years combined at this point. And so we want to bring on our friends and talk about interesting products and services and companies. So today is a good one. Um, I met Kent in person at React Miami. Um, and I've, I've followed Kent for a bit on Twitter. Actually, one of my buddies who's at Netflix tagged me, or actually tagged Kent uh, to come on my other show. And that's how we met initially. So the power of social media, it does work. So we're going to dive in today. Kent. Uh, give a quick background about yourself, man, and then uh, and then give a quick background about Remix, and I'll go and, we'll go and start peppering you with questions. Yeah, it sounds great. So um, my name is Kent C. Dodds, and I am in Utah with my wife and four kids and dog. Um, hopefully, the dog doesn't make an appearance today. Um, hey, if it does, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. She's adorable, but super annoying sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Taylor. Yeah. I do uh, uh, tech stuff. I'm a JavaScript developer. Um, I've been in this, um, or I graduated with a degree, a master's degree in information systems back in 2014. And I've been doing full-time uh, coding since. Uh, jumped around to a couple of companies. Probably the one that most people would be familiar with is PayPal. And then about four years ago, I left PayPal to, um, or no, three years ago, left PayPal to be, become a full-time teacher. Um, I built uh, testingjavascript.com and epicreact.dev, um, where tens of thousands of people are uh, learning how to test their apps and how to build React apps. Not a, not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, and that has worked out pretty well. Uh, then I rewrote my site in Remix, a uh, framework that my friends uh, Michael Jackson and Ryan Florence built. Um, and I didn't want to teach anything else. I just wanted to talk mm -hmm. about Remix all the time. And so... I stopped doing my full-time teaching thing and joined up with Remix as a co-founder, uh, and I'm in charge of the developer experience at Remix. I love that. I love that. That was very clear and concise. I feel like you've you've said that maybe once or twice before. <laughs> I, I I didn't mention this, but I can be very long-winded, so feel free to interrupt me <laughs> if That's I'm fine. going on too long. That's fine. We all can be. Um, so and then so what is Remix, man? So obviously. You know, I, I, I went to the website, you know, I read some things and 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 I, I still don't quite know what it is. So 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 tell me what it is, Ken. Remix is a web framework. Uh, it's a fully JavaScript front end, back end. Um, it's a we call it a center stack framework. So 
Uh, lots of frameworks are uh, backend focused like Rails or uh, Laravel uh, or frontend focused like Next.js or Gatsby. Um, but uh, Remix is a center stack uh, framework where it covers both the front end and the back end. Center stack. Yeah. I've yeah. not heard that. So I learned a new term today. I know. Writing that yeah. term down, center yeah, yeah. stack. Yeah, we made it up um, because there is nothing that really described well what Remix does. Um, so the the um, main benefit, the main thing that Remix brings to the table that other frameworks have not is uh, complete management of the network chasm uh, between your server and uh, your client, uh, the, the um, browser and whatever. Yeah. Um, and so um, because of that, uh, for front-end focused frameworks, uh, you end up having to do a lot uh, to, uh, of wiring up between the front-end and back-end. There's a lot of complexity with that I.O. Sure. boundary. Um, sure. uh, and for back-end focused frameworks, uh, you're pretty limited on what uh, capabilities your front-end can do. And so you end up having to bring one of those front-end frameworks and, and uh, just marshal the um, network um, between those two. And, and there's just an enormous amount of complexity and code that you have to write to manage that. Uh, Remix manages all of that for you. And so you're just, uh, the, the amount of code that you have to write is a lot less. Um, and therefore the bugs that creep into your application is a lot, uh, mm -hmm. there are fewer of them. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's like the primary value proposition. But uh, Remix also is uh, very focused on web standards. And uh, so a lot of people who are using Remix find themselves spending more time uh, on the Mozilla developer network and uh, the documentation for the um, uh, for the web platform uh, than they do on the documentation for the framework itself. Uh, just because rather than hiding um, web APIs, we expose them um, so that uh, developers who are using Remix are actually getting better as web developers, not just getting better as Remix developers. Hmm. Um, and so that's that's another really cool value proposition. Uh, another one is the, uh, the way that we manage routing, um, which is like natural because uh, Ryan and, and Michael are the creators of React Router, which is, is in like seven out of 10 React apps in the world. So it's mm. like a lot. Um, so they're, they're really smart uh, with routing and the way that we manage routing is, is really awesome um, from uh, support for nested routing, uh, which allows for like you to have uh, segments of the URL attached to specific parts of the UI. And so when you're working on that part of the UI, you don't have to think about the rest of the UI that's around you because it's nested. Um, it, this has huge implications on um, the developer productivity, um, how easy, like the mental model um, for sure. thinking about developing your feature, uh, co-location of data requirements and the code that requires that data um, and the performance characteristics because Remix is able to determine what data is required just by looking at the URL, uh, where most of the time you have to actually render the, the application before you know, okay, so now what data do I need? And you have spinners in place and stuff um, while you wait for that data. So you don't have that problem with Remix. Um, and then <clears throat> the, yeah, the, the other aspect is like um, we because of that nested routing, we also have like contextual error messages. So if you've ever been on a website and something goes wrong and all you see is the header and the footer, and then in the middle, you have like a koala with a tear running down its face saying like, sorry, we messed something up. Um, mm -hmm. with, it, with Remix, because of nested routing, we um, you can have a contextual error 
where like everything else of the app just works and it's just like the little part that couldn't get its data um right. shows that so that has like legit business um impact too because when users yeah. see that they just say hey like the app is busted um or hey this part of the app is busted it makes a pretty big difference so let me ask you this that mm. that was a lot that, that was a lot of great mm. things uh half of them i didn't understand but it sounds yeah. great uh, <laughs> what it, here's my question. Is it easy to implement, right? Because like, because I think the thing is, is like you have all these code bases and it's like, great, here's another frame or, or another framework, another web framework. And, you know, do we need to implement it? I mean, how, how yeah, is it? The new bit is it a rebuild. Yeah, yeah. Good. Great question. And I, I should know my audience better than to go like super deep into implementation. No, no, no. No, no you're fine. Just keep going. Your audience is okay. This audience is great. Yeah. It's just us. So we'll keep asking you general questions and you keep going technical. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so as far as like implementation, uh, there obviously like there are existing web applications today right and people are are not just building greenfield projects in remix um people want to use remix with what they've got today um we have probably the best um incremental migration story for anybody using react router today um because uh remix is basically um an upgrade to react router so if you're building a react application um chances are more likely than not that you're using react router um and uh, and you can migrate to Remix in like 10 minutes, uh, 10 minute chunks over, you know, even years or whatever um, because of the migration strategy that we have. Um, and so, like, I, I've been involved in a lot of rewrites um, in my past and never have I been able to migrate in 10 minute chunks. Um, that's just not a thing. Uh, normally, it's like, OK, we're going to halt all development for two or three months and and then we can start developing things and that always fails. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we have a great migration strategy for that. If you are uh, building an app that's not using React Router, um, then there are a lot of different approaches. Uh, we've got many people who are using Next.js who want to migrate um, to Remix. And probably the most successful approach to that is um, putting uh, a little server that uh, stands between your users and your app and that server decides which app to send it to. So, oh, this is old stuff, we'll send them to the old next app. Uh, oh, this is new stuff, we'll send them to the Remix app. And then you slowly move stuff from the old thing to the new thing. Uh, it's not the best user experience, but it's temporary. Um, and, and as more things get over to Remix, the user experience gets much better than it was before. Um, and, and whether it's Next or, or any other like uh, a Rails thing or something like that, um, that is probably the the most straightforward um, approach to uh, to doing a migration. I love it. I love it. Is this, let me ask you this, is this replace something or like, does this replace an existing product on the market or is this a completely new thing? Yeah. I mean, it is there. We feel like there are some new aspects to it, of course. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it is a replacement for um, any other web, web framework. Um, so okay. You wouldn't use this like there's the only reason you'd use this with another web framework is uh, during the migration. Um, okay. And so, yeah, Next.js, Gatsby, uh, uh, SvelteKit, Astro, um, all these different uh, or, or like even um, uh, WordPress. Um, it's it's certainly yeah. not like a WordPress uh, thing where right. it's like um, 
they got a CMS and everything built mm -hmm. in. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you could like literally anything that you can build on the web, you can use Remix to build it and mm -hmm. uh, Remix is well suited for that task. So, so what is it that, that made you, um, so you see, you gave us the, the brief, you know, here's who I am. And you told about your story a little bit. And then when you took that plunge and jumped into this open source project, really joining the team full time. How, one, I mean, besides like the excitement of finding a top tech that you believe in and can get behind, you know, but how did you kind of make that decision to, you know what, this traditional corporate life's not for me. I'm going to go in and start being building tools to make developers lives better and, you know, be a passionate about the community. What was that transition like? And was it can Ken, can I jump in real quick? Um, yeah, this sure, is to piggyback off Jake's question. It's a, almost the exact same question is I know when I was just reading about when Remix got started, it was initially on a subscription model and then you guys moved to open source. So if you could parlay that into answering Jake's mm. question about good. ultimately how you guys that's got good. that, uh, you, yeah. you made that decision. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I, I've always been involved in building tools and open source um, for, for many years. And um, even when I was at PayPal, I open sourced uh, two of the projects that we uh, built at PayPal. Um, and uh, yeah, in, in fact, when I was at PayPal, I built a testing library, which is the de facto standard for uh, testing React apps and, and becoming that for other frameworks as well. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've been involved in open source for a really long time. And when Ryan and Michael started working on Remix, um, because COVID just destroyed their business, um, they, they were in-person trainings and it just like obliterated that. So, um, so they started working on Remix and they started showing me what they were building. Um, I was really interested in what they were doing. Um, and so, yeah, as far as like um, how I got into it, uh, I was providing feedback and, and ideas and things for Ryan and Michael from the very beginning of mm -hmm. Remix. Um, and so as far as like how Remix transitioned, um, or, or how things got started, Ryan and Michael had this idea that it was really crazy. Uh, they would do work and people would pay them for it. Um, and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he, they decided to go with the subscription model, uh, and they, uh, so you would pay $250 a year for, uh, as an indie developer. And I think it was like two grand for a team, um, uh, each year. And they thought, hey, if we can just even get like 4,000 people on this uh, yearly thing, then we can like we can make this happen. Mm -hmm. And I actually really like that model because um, in traditional open source, the more users you get, the bigger your burden is. Um, mm -hmm. And so every new user like growth is actually a real big challenge for open source because now you've got a bunch of people to, you know, it's like getting a bunch of customers that aren't paying. Um, and so it makes things hard. Now, of course, that also comes with contributors, but even contributors um, require a lot of time and attention. Um, and if you're not getting paid for it, then it's really hard to keep that sustainable. Um, and this has been a problem since the beginning of open source. And so they, they decided to go with subscription. And the benefit of, of that is the more users you get, uh, the better you can make the framework because they're giving you money. And so now you can hire people and yeah. stuff. So I actually really liked the model. Uh, and it was in August of 2021 that Ryan and Michael decided that they were going to, uh, uh, they wanted to 
really what motivated them was they kept using their kids school websites and their city websites like to pay their um, their bills and stuff and they were like these are all uh, really really bad and then they would find out that they're using react router and they're like i did this <laughs> so um so they decided hey let's make something that um is fast by default and easier to use and and just uh, makes people more productive um, but by doing a subscription model, they were limiting uh, the reach and the impact that Remix could have. Mm -hmm. And so they decided to get some VC funding um, uh, from OSS Capital uh, in particular. And, um, and they raised $3 million. Um, we're, they're actually going to give us another two. Um, and um, made it like, uh, hired some people and, and decided to figure out a, another sustainability model so that they could open source it. And mm. um, that's about the time that I joined up with them. Uh, I was thinking, hey, I just want to teach Remix all the time. And they're like, that sounds great. How about you come do that with us? And so then you don't have to charge for your courses. It's like, that yeah. sounds even better. Um, and so uh, currently the, the plan for, uh, for Remix and, and for me is we do not plan on making money through education. And so what that means is that I can make Epic React style courses for Remix that are completely free for people, um, which I think is a net win for everybody. Um, wow. But yeah, anyway, it, it was like, I think November uh, of last year that uh, that I joined up. And then two weeks later, we open sourced. And uh, and six months later, we have a conference with over 300 people attending. <laughs> That's crazy. It, it is, the, is the plan now as much adoption as possible. And then you kind of reset through, all right, conferences is how we pay, pay bill. Like, I mean, where does, I'm trying to think from like, yeah, yeah. to go yeah, from yeah. a pay model to a, not even freemium to just a free model. Wow. Where does that, where's that? And why would a VC invest in that too? I'd love to know. Yeah, that. yeah, totally. Um, so the, the seed investment allowed us to hire people. Um, and, uh, so that, that was like the, the motivation there. Um, Michael in particular has always really wanted to, to build something really big and, and, uh, get VCs involved and, and everything. And so this is something he's been wanting to do for a really long time. Um, and all three of us, uh, co-founders have, uh, built very successful businesses in the past. And so I, I, I feel uh, really confident that this, we're going to hit a, a home run on this one for sure. Um, grand slam even. Um, there you go. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So as far as the sustainability model, um, we've got lots of ideas. Um, and the VCs are mostly interested in us just getting a lot of adoption. They're like, don't, don't even think about uh, how you're going to raise money like, or, or how you're going to wow. make money and stuff. Like, just get tons of users. And we're like, listen, we've already got seven in 10 uh, React apps in the world. Like, we've got lots of users. Um, How many users, like, can y'all track it? Like, uh, yeah, so it's um, the seven in 10 is the React router users. Mm -hmm. um, Remix itself, the framework, is growing at a crazy rapid pace. And I'd love to, to give you evidence for that. But um, as far as React router is concerned, the, the easiest way to measure that is npm downloads and that's really yeah. an imperfect like the the techies listening yeah. right now are like yeah but npm download there's caches and stuff yeah i feel but the same way yeah, yeah i was just gonna say the exact same thing <laughs> yeah, really there, yeah i just didn't want to get you too riled up today. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh but it's the best that, that we can do and there's also um github has a, a thing that says how many people are you using your software and stuff um and just based on that it's it's pretty close to over, well, certainly over half of the React apps um, are using React Router. And we're bringing a lot of the features of Remix into React Router. And so they really are kind of the same thing. And there's just like, now you also can have a server um, that uh, 
that will manage all the network stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that, that's the the focus right now is getting a lot of uh, a lot of usage. Uh, we're getting a lot of interest from big companies that you definitely know, like Microsoft and Tesla and yeah. Netflix and, oh, and here we go. yeah, like big. Um, big companies that are are investigating and, and actually migrating to Remix. Um, and so as we get, develop that usage and stuff, um, I, I think in the VC's mind, they're like, I don't care how good your product is. If you don't have anybody to sell it to, then it doesn't matter. And so mm-hmm. they're, they're really interested in getting us adoption. And once you get adoption, um, then you can make money off of that. And we like... Like I said, we've all built really successful businesses. We know how to, to uh, make money doing tech. And so mm-hmm. um, we've got some really good ideas for that. Cool. Kent, I want to ask a question I, that, that I know the answer to, but the listeners may not. What inherently makes Remix faster than other frameworks that are out there? Yeah, so there, there are a number because of things. Kent is there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like on my treadmill running. Uh, <laughs> it's like a hamster wheel, man. Yeah. Um, no, so uh, there, there are a number of things, but I, I'd say the, the probably the biggest one is our ability to determine uh, data requirements just by looking at the URL. Um, that uh, like for a lot of apps, um, you need to uh, like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm straddling the lineup, like super technical, but also like, just, understandable. just, just yeah, just, just give the technical. It's totally fine. So, um, so when, when we're building for the web, um, we write a lot of code to, to make that happen. And, um, the web has this unique aspect to it where you have to go and download the, in, the application before you can run it. And, um, where with like your mobile phone, you install the app and you, you download the whole thing and then you can run it. Um, but for the web, you go to the website or to the URL and boom, now you're, you are installing and running the app all at once. And we expect that to happen less than a second or we're, we're closing the tab. And so, um, Mm. so because of that, we take our, our application, we chop it up into these little, uh, bite-sized things called chunks, um, uh, and these various bundles. And so that way we don't send the entire app. We just send part of the app, uh, for the part that they're going to look at. Um, and then another thing that we like to do, just like set that to the side for a second, we also like as developers to co-locate our data requirements with the code that requires it. And that makes it a lot easier if that code that requires the data needs an additional property or something like to display mm. the company name or something, then now we, we know exactly where to go to go get that data. Um, and so we're, we're co-locating the data requirements and the code. Well, when you do that, now it, um, you have to load the code before you need uh, before you know what data that you need, and so um, because the 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 code that requires the data is also the code that um, that gets the data, and so first you go get the code that requires the data, and now you can run that to say okay I need to go get this data. So the problem with that is that leads to a, a waterfall effect where mm-hmm. first go get the code and now go get the data. Um, and, and not just the data, but also like the um, other assets like images and CSS and stuff like that. And so when you have a waterfall like that, um, you're uh, like if each step takes one second, now you've, you've taken these three things that you need and each one takes a second. Like let's say that the data brings back like the URLs for images you need to display. So go get the code, now go get the data, now go get the images. Uh, so it ta- it, that's, that's what makes most of the apps that you're looking at have spinners all over the place. You go to chase.com, you're looking at four spinners before you see anything. You go to youtube.com, you're just looking yeah. at a skeleton UI of nothing 
until the data all shows up. And so um, what Remix does is because um, we have nested routing and we can say, here's the component, here's the code that requires some data, and here's the data requirements for it, um, Remix is able to find all of the data requirements for a particular uh, page, a particular URL. And as soon as the user goes to that URL, we can get the, the code, we can get the CSS, we can get the, uh, the data, we can get the images all at the same time. So we take this waterfall of like three things that we're getting one after the other and we squish it all over to the left. Um, mm -hmm. and, and now we can just get it all at the same time. So that, that's one of the biggest uh, reasons why Remix is so fast. Uh, and we can, the, additionally, um, we can actually start that process before the user even navigates to that page because if they go and give us some sort of indication that they're going to click on a link, like uh, their mouse is moving toward it or, or they're hovering over it or something, um, we know where they're going to go. And so we can actually start going to get the code and the data for that page before they even click. So by the time they get around to clicking on it, all of that data is ready and they instantly transition over to that page. So it, does that work for, for mobile as well in any way? Yeah, yeah, it does for mobile. So mobile is a little trickier because you don't have like a hover of the mouse mm -hmm. or anything. Yeah. But even with mobile, like clicking a, uh, or pressing on a link uh, normally takes around 200 milliseconds and often that's all you need. Wow. So it, uh, so did you, again, it, dumb question to me, did you just, is there a services, like a web services component? Is that what you kind of just went over? Um, not, we, we don't have a <laughs> web services thing, um, okay. but that is definitely like, that's one of the ideas that I mentioned earlier. Um, okay. Sorry, yeah. and I realized later that uh, I, I sounded like I was being coy uh, with our yeah. ideas for sustainability. Like hey, we, we're pretty fine. open with it, like things yeah. can change and stuff, but um. But yeah, so like services are definitely a future for us probably. Um, but yeah, you don't need to use any remix services for that to work. It's just how the framework works. So that's cool. why, and again, we may have answered this, but I want to drive this home for also for me too. I mean, to be honest, I mean, we, I mean, all of us are in the engineering space. So like we're talking to CIOs, CTOs, and we like to be partners and suggest things. If like, what would be good for us to ask to maybe help implement remix like are you having mm -hmm. issues doing x well then look at remix like what mm. would that x be yeah are you building a website mm. <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> right yeah like seriously the um what what we've been doing is we look at uh well so first of all like we've got um i don't know i think ryan and michael each have been in the industry for like 20 years um so they, they've been doing this for an extremely long time. I've been in industry for around eight um, years. And um, and we've seen a lot of stuff. Like Ryan was building websites before CSS was invented. Like it, so we've been doing this for a long time. And, long time. Um, and nobody is doing what we're doing. Um, mm -hmm. uh, like from a developer productivity standpoint or a user experience standpoint. So if you're going to your website uh, and you're on a, a spotty connection on your mobile device, and you're seeing um, spinners that never go away yeah. um, and you had to hit the refresh button or, or you're seeing spinners at all and you're waiting for a long time or whatever, um, or your developers are saying, yeah, we can do that, but it's gonna take us three months. And you're like, what the fetch? Why is it gonna take so long? Uh, then the yeah, fetch? look into Remix. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Yeah. So, great win. I love that. I love that. Oh, boys, you got any more questions? No, I mean, that's that's fascinating stuff. I'll be honest with you, Kent. Um, some of this struck me and some of this I'm going to have to listen to a few times, take some <laughs> notes and then do some research. But 
Um, I mean, it sounds incredible. Um, just, I was doing a lot of reading about it before and after. Um, what you guys seem to be able to streamline and what you guys be able are, are able to solve in just, I don't even think it's been around for two years officially in the, in the environment, right? So, or into the world, right? So to, to be able to accomplish what you've been able to accomplish and then knowing what's ahead of you guys is, is a really cool thing to watch and look out for. I love that. We so got you questions. Got, you got the conference coming up here soon, right? Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, we can answer this question, but I, I definitely want to talk about the conference. And, yeah, and yeah. So let's answer this yeah. quick and then end with the conference. So happy Thursday for an early crew developer. What should I know before trying Remix in my apps? Yeah. Okay. So the um, if you're an early uh, career developer, um, what I would suggest is, uh, well, I, I guess like, you need to know JavaScript for sure. Like that, that is table stakes for uh, building a, a web app. Um, so I have a blog post on my blog uh, titled "What you, uh, JavaScript You Need to Know for React." Um, and so those are just a bunch of features of JavaScript that I find myself using a lot. Um, and um, and then the other thing that you'll need to know is React because Remix does use React right now. Uh, in the future, we'll probably support other frameworks um, as well, but. Uh, React is like the biggest one, and especially if you're an early career developer and you're looking for a job, um, there is no better um, way to get a job building web stuff than uh, to learn React. It's, it is dominating um, in the web space by like an enormous margin. Mm -hmm. um, don't listen to Twitter. Um, Twitter makes it seem like all these other frameworks are taking over React. You could have um, just stopped the don't listen to Twitter and it applies to yeah. <laughs> Twitter is not real life. Yeah, yeah. React is is so enormously big. Um, it, it dwarfs everything else. Um, so, yeah. So you'll want to learn React as well. And I, I've got a blog post on my uh, blog called "How to React" um, that will show you some stuff that you can uh, learn about React. I, I've got a, a free course that's on Egghead.io and and YouTube as well called "The Beginner's Guide to React." Um, that is like two hour, two and a half hours long or something like that. And it'll teach you more than you need to know uh, to be effective at Remix. So uh, just make sure that you uh, you understand the JavaScript features that I was talking about uh, or, or in that blog post and then the how to react blog post. Uh, and that'll give you a pretty good sense. Uh, like the how to react blog post goes into like other stuff that you actually don't need for Remix. So it's mostly the beginner's guide to react is what you need. Um, and, and then you'll know pretty much everything you need for uh, Remix. And then I'm also um, responsible for the documentation and onboarding process for Remix. And um, so I'm working hard on that. And if you go to the Remix docs, then you can see like the uh, getting started tutorials and stuff like that are pretty good. Galen, what's up, buddy? It's good to see you. Hey, Ken, is, is Remix a tool to use in the BFF pattern? I don't know what that is. I actually don't either. Let me Google it really quick. Um, I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask this question then. Are, we're, we've been seeing a lot more adoption with TypeScript and React. Are you are you seeing any of that translate over? And or can you use both TypeScript and JavaScript within React and Remix? Yeah, yeah. We we oh, absolutely prefer. Yeah, we prefer TypeScript um, yeah. by a, a long shot. It's amazing. Um, it saves us tons of time. Uh, but yes, you can absolutely use Remix without TypeScript for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. So the BFF pattern—that's the back end for front end um, pattern. Um, yes, uh, a lot of people are actually finding that to be really successful, and this is what we would have done if we'd had uh, Remix at PayPal when I was at PayPal, because uh, we actually built our own back end for front end thing at PayPal, and it was a um, 
I mean, it was it was okay, but uh, re compared to Remix, it was a nightmare. Um, and uh, so Remix would have slipped in really nicely there. Uh, what a lot of people are finding as they're uh, migrating to Remix is um, they, they move their front end into Remix. And then they're like, man, my back end is like super annoying. It sure would be nice if I just talked directly to my database from Remix. And so they they pretty much get rid of their back end and just talk directly to the database. But you can you can totally do um, yeah, do either one and it works just fine. So awesome. So let's wrap it up here. Conference, anything you want to say? Um, you know, any just anything on the conference side of things. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to comment on uh, the growth of Remix already. Um, so if you are judging by um, by any metric, no framework in the history of the web has grown as fast as Remix by a long shot. Um, so uh, just to give you an idea, we open sourced six months ago in November. Um, we've got a conference with, we'll probably get 350 people uh, at our conference next week. Um, and, and we've got a, um, and with, with a workshop, in fact, the, the day before the conference, we have a workshop of 80 people and we have a waiting list of 80 more people who want to be in that workshop. Um, we have 11 meetups all over the world that are self-organized by people uh, in all over the world. Uh, I, I think it's like nine countries. Um, and, uh, and there are 1,700 members of the, uh, all of those meetups combined. We have a, wow. a Discord server, our chat server, um, that has uh, over 11,000 members. Um, it, we hit 11,111 <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. And then uh, close so, the number's too cool. Yeah. Yeah. No more. No, done. no. I actually done. announced, uh, I, I uh, messaged in the announcements about it and I said, I'm looking forward to 22,222. So that, that'll go. come. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. And we've got um, like the, the uh, NPM downloads. Again, it's not a really great metric. There are caches and stuff, but. Um, but if you compare that to any other framework that started about our same time, uh, or not many frameworks actually did start um, at around our same time, but even even factoring in when we were closed sourced and paid, um, we have far surpassed uh, other frameworks that are similar that um, um, that started around the same time, and we're closing in on frameworks that started like four or five years ago. Wow. Um, so yeah, like I said, no framework has grown even close to as fast as Remix is growing. Um, and so let's chat about this uh, next year uh, when Definitely. we're one of the top dogs. <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. We're yeah. coming to the conference next year. If I would have had three days more heads up, totally would have been there. Ah, I should have. I've been tweeting about it, Jake. You got to follow yeah. me. Yeah. Jake, 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 uh, but Kent, I'll see you at Render. Super excited to hang with you in two weeks. Um, but uh, all right, y'all. Well, that was it. Go connect with Kent on Twitter, um, on LinkedIn, um, wherever. Um, but Kent, we appreciate you, man. And uh, y'all have a great one. And next week, so here, who do we have next week? We have... Oh, we got Jerome Hardaway, our boy Jerome. Jerome, coming back. Jerome, we had an episode with him, literally one of our first episodes two years ago. So it was time to bring, it was time to bring him Dude. home. Full circle. Um, so we're excited to hang with him next week. So, all right, y'all. We all have a great one. Happy Thursday, and y'all have a great weekend. Peace. Yeah. See y'all later. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this episode of the Unicorn Finders. If you found any of that interesting or helpful at all, please share it with your friends. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or want to be a part of our podcast, be sure to email us at info.com. 
at theunicornfinders.com. And while you're at it, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe us five stars and share it with a friend or two. We'll see you next week.